0: Welcome to the Kobe Show. Edgar 6'6 six, six, from Lower Merion High School, number 24, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! Kobe Wheeling. What a play to carry on. Bryant has to put it up with the buzzer. Bikes it in! He oh, my!
1: Crazy. Crazy. Unbelievable. We're here at Gotham Podcast Studios today, and it's been almost nearly 72 hours since the man known as Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, at 13 years old, and seven other people perished on Sunday. And you know, I cannot tell you, and I cannot express to you guys uh how much how much I'm feeling right now he Kobe was one of my favorite players growing up, and I've had so many countless memories of the man that wore number eight and number twenty four but make no mistake about it. He left it a, a f- imprint on. Not only the game of basketball, but around the world. And the future that he was building himself up for at the present moment, bringing his daughter and his daughter's friends over for a basketball game. Something that they were looking forward to. And something that was a part of the Bryant household. And, you know, seeing everything like that just gone. Just gone within a matter of seconds. And... You know, it's been 72 hours, but I could, I have so many countless memories of Kobe Bryant and it has been, it's not, it's not about the memories. We're always going to have the memories, but it's always about what this man was going to do as far as become this, this father figure now. And it's not going to be there. It's, it's tough and. Like I said before, all we have are the memories of Kobe and seeing videos of him and his daughter Gianna practicing on the basketball court at his house. And while we, while many of us might not have known uh, Kobe, he was there each and every single night for the past 25 years. Whether or not you want to talk about, well, 24, whether or not you want to talk about him getting drafted in 96, you want to talk about his first All-Star Game appearance in 98 at MSG. You want to talk about 2000, when he first won his championship with Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, 2004, when he became, you know, the whole, uh, when the Lakers traded away Shaq and he became his own man. 2006 against that unbelievable Phoenix Suns team where he should have won MVP, but he didn't. To you know, 2008, where he wanted to get traded earlier on in the year, and that didn't to no avail. It didn't work out, but they wound up making it to the finals some way, somehow. 2009, where he won his first championship without Shaquille O'Neal, and he became you know this player in which you found out what made people love him so much. And then 2010, to beat the Celtics, uh, and then. His whole career after that, you know, people like to talk about the whole uh, him tearing up his Achilles. He was having himself an MVP year under Mike D'Antoni, and D'Antoni wasn't even the coach at the beginning of the year. That was Mike Brown. Mike Brown was the be- coach at the beginning of that year. And then, you know, he got hurt against Golden State. Lakers wound up getting swept by San Antonio that series that year in 2013. Dr. Bus died earlier in that year. And it was just so it was so hectic. And, you know, you go out there and you see it. And then he comes back. He plays for nine games. He gets hurt again. Doesn't play, you know, really a game up until the following year in 2015, 2016, where he has the farewell tour. And he knew. He knew right then and there that that was it. It was over. It was done with. He didn't want to be a basketball player. He wanted – his mind was telling him – to go for it but his body was telling him no I can't do it and then I I was fortunate enough to see him play at MSG and at Barclays Center and uh it was it was crazy it was crazy to see how many fans really came through to support him and then as the uh as the year went on that year you know everybody talks about Utah how he scored, 60 against Utah. But the main thing is we all, we had the memories. And, you know, it's crazy how much the world has really brought themselves together in this one moment. Everybody talks about JFK when he passed away. Everybody talks about, uh, you know, other countless stars and, you know, pol- political figures over the course of of time, I'm joined by my co-host Sean Thomas in studio right now. Sean, finally. yes, finally, albeit a bad, a bad time to talk about uh, sports, but you know, or in general, with this whole Kobe Bryant news that had happened on Sunday, uh, Sean, I don't think I've ever seen something like this before, ever in my life. Have
2: you? No, and uh, well, um, first and foremost, it's glad to be back with you. And um, the studio will then, um, you know, just the awesome job that you do well. But as everybody knows, you are a diehard fan of this team. And, you know, your fandom came from those days when Kobe and Shaq. And even when Kobe, when he first came into the league, a lot of people forget Kobe didn't start. Right. The Lakers had a player named and Eddie Jones. Yeah, Eddie Jones was a very good player. And man. Nick Van Exel, too. And Nick Van Exel. And, you know, probably the greatest trade, one of the greatest trades in the history of the sport, Jerry West acquiring Kobe on draft day and then about, about a year and a half after trading Eddie Jones to the heat because he knew Kobe had to start and getting shacked that same um, season and then that dynasty just became what it was. But, um, well, it feels like we lost a member of our family because we grew up well, I'm 31 and, you know, you're and you're not too far behind me in age will and, you know, we grew up, obviously we're lovers of sports, of four major sports, sports outside of four major sports, but each sport has a player that you just go by one name, Kobe, LeBron, MJ, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, but we grew up with Kobe. We saw Kobe when he started, right. when he was at the prime, MVPs, champ um, uh, NBA Finals MVP, uh, All-Star Games, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it felt like, because we grew up with him. We literally grew up with Kobe. We saw Kobe at 17. We saw Kobe at 25, at 30, 35, and, you know, his passing at uh, way too early, 41. Um, Well, I still don't want to believe it, and, you know. I can't. I can't. It's one of those things where, honestly, I've been able to sleep. And, again, this, I've never met Kobe, and I said it in my, a tribute Instagram post to him, one of my greatest sports regrets in life is never seeing him play live. Right. You know what I'm saying? Back when he was in his prime or even before he hung up the shoes, I was spending money recklessly. And I'm like, okay, Kobe's coming in to town to play the Knicks this day and the Nets that day. And when the came to buy the ticket, I was broke. And uh, you know I regretted and, you know, to see the things that he did off the court with women's basketball and all the other things he's going to do and the finish he was going to do. The fact that he, well, he would have, he's obviously a Hall of Fame. He's going to be in this class, which I think was the right move by the NBA. Kobe, Kobe should not have to wait. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, he was going to be a Hall of Fame person off the court. He was on that trajectory path. And, um, you know, it, it keeps going back to f- it feels like we lost a member of our family. Uh, millions.
1: Millions of people feel the same exact way, not only here in America, not only in Los Angeles or in New York, but all across the world, man. You know, it's 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 sad. It's a shame that it had to happen like this, uh, albeit, you know, an accident like that. And I was listening on my way over here to Annie O'Donnell's podcast, and she had an episode just dedicated to Kobe, and you could hear it. She was from the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. So she grew up with seeing the likes of Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and that whole Laker dynasty every day. People like me and you, we had to deal with the Knicks. We had to deal with the Nets on an everyday basis and what James Dolan was doing with the whole trade scenario. And when Sean, when they come here, it would be like, you know, okay, how am I going to find a way to make it to. Madison Square Garden. How am I going to make it to Continental Airlines Arena? I've never been the Continental Airlines Arena to watch the Lakers play the Nets, or even watch a basketball game there. Mm-hmm. But it—it it was just one of those things. Like you would talk to your parents about it and say, "Hey, you know, I want to go and watch Kobe play. I want to go out and watch the Lakers play." And it's just, I playing that video. Playing that little audio clip just now, having to hear Lawrence Tanter's voice announcing Kobe Bryant in the 2010 NBA Finals, that really like, like the photos of seeing Gianna with Kobe and having to see Vanessa with the with you know him and and the girls really brought me to tears. But like the 19 year old, 20 year old kid in me, Sean, mm-hmm. just literally just broke down and sobbed and you know we'll never hear that ever again that's like Bob Shepard even though Derek Jeter's still here thank god he is but that's like Bob Shepard going over and saying now batting the shortstop for the New York Yankees number two Derek Jeter it would be Lawrence Tanner What? was and is the golden voice of public address announcers in sports. It's him and then Bob Shepard. I know we had Paul Olden on last week. And Paul Olden is a Los Angeles, you know, man, thick and thrill. And now he's a Yankee Stadium public address announcer. But to not hear that ever again on the TV speakers and for the millions out there in Los Angeles, man, that – it, it, it's tough. You
2: know, what we have to keep in mind also is the fact that, you know, a lot of people say, why did they fly? And listen, this investigation is going to take a while. It I mean, is. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Like the copters and pieces, they have to go to the mountain. I mean, it's it's just a mess. But what I learned and what people have to keep in mind, this is how Kobe traveled for years. Oh, yeah. He, wanted,
1: he didn't want to deal
2: with the L.A. traffic. He didn't want to deal with L.A. traffic. And he said he missed kids like dances and plays and family time because yeah. he would be sitting in traffic after games, going to games for hour and a half, uh, two hours and he lived not even forty five minutes away. And he had to sit in the traffic, so he was like, you know what? Uh, you know, a helicopter because you can't really live that close. I mean it's downtown, you know, you got you're gonna be in the public eye every single day. You kinda of wanna live like, you know, secluded you know and I'm saying, well, so you know this how he traveled, and you know he did this for years, and you know it's always gonna be the question of you know the the that the copter should have stayed on the ground or whatever the case was, but you know Kobe traveled like this way for years, and you know well the the thing that I res I respect most about Kobe was very few people can live a life that they w- how they want to live it, right. Kobe lived his life how he wanted to. He left on his terms. He left on his terms, but just outside of the sports, from family to business to his, to his kids to friends to everybody. He he lived his life, and I feel like Derek Jeter is the closest thing to him right. in terms of like, no, 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 I'm Derek Jeter. No, 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 I'm Kobe. Mm-hmm. Now this You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. That's a very powerful thing.
1: You know, The craziest thing about all this is, is during the day on Sunday, I'll never forget, I was at Northwell Health Ice Center skating at a public skate, and I left at around like two o'clock, went home, I go on my phone, and I see Bob Menry, the, the famous voiceover guy that always curses and screams in his videos. We love you, Bob, by the way, shout out to you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing over there. But, uh, you know, it's just... He posted the... Fr- the he bro- To me, he broke it. TMZ originally broke it. But for me, Bob Mennery, when he posted it first, and I looked down, I said to myself, is this a joke right now? Like, are you kidding me? You know, like, you, you can't make this stuff up. This is mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant. This is one of the... Arguably, he's probably a top five... Player in the history of the sport. Maybe everybody wants to talk top ten. In my opinion, top five. But whatever. Whatever. To see that, and then to refresh it, and then you see guys like Gary Vaynerchuk. You see, uh, you know, Shaq. Afterward, you see all these other people (laughs) going on there and just saying, you know, famous celebrities saying, "No, this can't be," you know, and then. One there was one outlet. Speaking of TMZ, there was one outlet that said, oh, three people died. Rick Fox was involved. Uh, you know, all four of his kids were involved in that in that plane accident, uh, helicopter accident. Excuse me." And then you watch. I'm watching ESPN, and they they're having the the news going on at around six o'clock, where everybody the LAP LA Fire Department for uh, Calabasas. Mm-hmm was over there and everything like that, and they said nine afterward. Let these people, see, this is the thing, let these people go out there and do their jobs first. And then before we start counting eggs before they hatch, it's it's like, dude, you know, like, enough. You know, we, we all, every day, we deal with something that has to do with yellow journalism or fake news, as Donald Trump likes to say, but it's just like, dude, you know, for those other families out there, outside of the Bryant's, you know, the Albatellis, the Mousers, the Chester, the Chester family, and the Zobayan family, I can only imagine what they're going through, just as much as Vanessa is right now, and Joe Jellybean Bryan and you know, his his mom, and <sighs> this is just a sad, sad state of affairs. You know, just a sad state.
2: And well, and it's it's sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, death is never easy to accept. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 never something that, you know, but they like, okay, well, you know, yeah, you know. Like, no, like death is never and well, I'll give you an example. Um, my dad passed away twenty uh, twenty twelve. Well, I spoke to my dad one thirty that Saturday afternoon. My dad was pronounced dead seven oh seven that same day. Six hours after I spoke to him, heart attack. That was it. It's never death is never easy to accept, but when it's so sudden, it just sends shot. It's, it's just like I just spoke to him, and 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 will end. It's one of those things where you know, LeBron James spoke to him the morning. That morning, because he was on the East Coast, Kobe was obviously on the west coast and before that plane went by you know it's just sad man
1: absolutely joining us right now is a very special guest right now he is a very very special guest i'm talking with the we we are talking with the one and only gary zelman aka the sign guy for the lakers gary how are you
0: um not so hot not so hot
1: i know um, i'm it's... I'm
0: devastated as the rest of Lake Nation is um, it's just been uh, a terrible nightmare and I can't wake up from it and it's just uh, it just keeps on gripping me and it's hitting me in a, a terrible way I mean um, it's a tragedy uh, John Lennon 911. Martin Luther King, JFK. It's uh, a jolt to the system, and you're just never ready for something like this. Um, It's horrible. It's uh, wherever you go, no matter who you talk to, it's the topic of conversation. And um, he was uh, obviously an awful lot to an awful many and for right reason uh the guy was more than just an athlete more than just a legend uh more than just an icon he was um an entity um a gift to so many yeah we and we loved it
1: absolutely I'm sorry, Gary. If I cut you off just just now, uh, you know, y- you look at that day. I know you you're in the Los Angeles area living. Tell us where where were you when when you found out the news about uh, Kobe Bryant passing?
0: It's uh, the accident site is less than ten miles from my front door. Um, it was extraordinarily foggy crazy fog um, I uh, I run a, a company that distributes different things and the drivers were telling me that they can't see their hand in front of them, their face so uh, that's after the fact they told me that they were driving and they couldn't see their hand in front of their face uh, I don't know look i'm not going to get into the details of what happened but obviously uh there was a decision made and it was the wrong decision um they should never have flown been flying that day the fog was incredible um the uh the local police department has uh helicopters and they were grounded that day It kind of reminds me of Princess Diana. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, you, you, you trust somebody so important uh, and you give your trust to a person um, commandeering a car or a, or a airplane or a helicopter and you you really don't know the entire background of the experience of that particular person. Now it's possible that Kobe didn't understand, uh, how foggy it was on the other end, but somebody should have known better than to be flying that day. So it makes it just the more, uh, frustrating and painful.
2: Hey Gary, this is Sean. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Gary, uh, if this question is too early to ask I apologize um but how what how and what do you feel is the appropriate way for the NBA to honor him to honor uh Kobe is it by you know changing the logo is it by changing the MVP or the, the, the award how would you like to see the NBA in honor one of the greatest maybe in some people's minds the greatest player that ever lived. I got
0: into a little bit of hot water about this earlier because I posted a tweet uh, telling people that as much as I love Kobe and I did love him a lot. um, I don't think it's the proper thing to take away such an honor as the logo from Jerry West, who, is the logo, has been the logo since they developed the logo Mm -hmm. in 1969 um, because of a tragedy. And that's not the right reason to do it. I mean, is it deserved? Does Kobe deserve to be the logo? Of course he does. Does Michael Jordan deserve to be the logo? Of course he does. But to change it in such a manner, it almost, um, it's not, I don't think it's proper. There are other ways to honor Kobe. As you mentioned, the All-Star Game MVP trophy should be the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP. Um, the the Staples Center—that's a—that's a economic reason as to why it's called the Staples Center. That said, perhaps the league, who makes billions of dollars in contract, can subsidize the loss of calling it the from Staples Center to the Kobe Bryant Pavilion. After all, he built that house, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um i think that that's a proper way how about lax airport instead of calling it los angeles international airport call it the kobe bryant terminal or the kobe bryant airport that's a good one Um, and make it even more more international than just putting a logo together um i think that there are other things that we can do i'm sure there are other things that will be done um, but I don't think that taking away the logo from somebody as elegant and professional and perfect as Jerry West has been to the league is the right way to go.
1: Gary, Sean and I weren't alive for the Thurman Munson incident back in 1979 when he passed away. I do not want to compare certain situations. And I know you you you're originally from New York. But what was – does this have – the same effect that Thurman had on the Yankees as, you know, like Kobe did with the whole world at this point?
0: I was a a New York Met quasi-Yankee fan growing up in Long Island my whole life until 1991. I was a pure New Yorker um, going to Met games um, enjoying the Yankees' success, a quasi-Yankee fan. Never wore a Yankee cap in my life, but I I, uh, I did always admire their team. Uh, I'm not a Met lover, Yankee hater. Um, I'm a Met lover, Yankee kind of lover. You know, I mean, just not as high as the Mets mm. for whatever reason. Maybe it's because I was born in 62, and the Mets were born in 62, and they were blue and white my first sporting event ever was the 1969 World Series Game 3. Um, uh, Seeing all the pageantry, and it just made me fall in love with the game. Um, That said, I was in summer camp at Camp Oxford-Guilford in uh, Guilford, New York, back in 1979. Uh, Howie Schwab, the famous ESPN uh, television personality, Uh, was in camp with me at that time. And believe it or not, uh, it was no reason. It's not a surprise that he ended up at ESPN because uh, Howie would read all the sporting news from the headquarters, the HQ, and broadcast it across the campus. Um, And I'll never forget that when he came on the broadcast and told us that Thurman Munson had died in 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 a plane crash and the entire camp of us boys... Uh, it was a boys' camp, uh, it was hysterical crying immediately. So I can equate that. Of course, I was only 15 or 16 years old at the time. So, um, And I never met Thurman Munson, and I was not part of the Yankee love, but I felt, um, I felt horrible that that had happened to him. And I remember the tributes with Bobby Mercer, and, and everything was just so gut-wrenchingly sad at the time. Um, I can better equate my feeling inside of sorrow and, and despair and, and tragic depression when John Lennon got shot in New York City. I was uh, of an age where I was really into the Beatles. They um, made my first company after the Beatles, loved them. Uh, I actually worked with Paul McCartney and, and Ringo Starr in developing uh, the Yellow Submarine optical collection, sunglass collection that... Uh, I did uh, for the 40th anniversary of yellow submarine and I can equate that incredible depth, hollowness depression to when I felt on Sunday. If Sunday was the worst, it was nine 11. I can only remember crying that hard, that long, that prolonged feeling this miserable since nine 11. So it's, it's one of those moments in history where we'll never forget it. It's the nation is grieving. The world is grieving. It's uh he was a special man and uh he's you know, somebody posted on Twitter yesterday, name one word that describes Kobe Bryant. And I wrote irreplaceable. So
2: <sighs> Gary, that's the that's the perfect word. That is the I know that's the that's the perfect word uh place where there would there would never be an, another him, you know what I'm saying, and you know he made players coming out of high school possible. Kobe came out, and in less than three four years he was dominating so uh Gary, obviously this is a sad time, but I wanna try and put a smile on your face and most face and my face, so I'm gonna ask a happy question. Gary, I'm sure you have a lot of these, being such a fan of the team. I know it may be hard to choose, but what is your all-time favorite memory of Kobe? Is it winning a championship, an all-star game? Is it uh, seeing him live? Can you pick one or two of your favorite memories that you will always remember him by?
0: Christmas Day. About a decade ago. Mm -hmm. We're playing the Miami Heat. Kobe's got the ball, top of the key. Dwayne Wade in his face. We're down by a point. Kobe picks a spot from the three-point shot, from the three-point arc. As he's fading away, going towards the uh, bench, he lost the most magnificent shot I ever saw in my life. It seemed like it floated in the air for 25 seconds <laughs> and it hit nothing but the bottom. And the place went crazy and everybody attacked Kobe and gave him a hug. And uh, that was my favorite soul Kobe moment, was that swish mm-hmm. the buzzer and the roar of the crowd. It was like silence as he made that shot. I heard the squeak of the sneakers as he, as he rose off the hardwood. And he hit
1: nothing. <laughs> that's that's a really amazing memory right there, Gary. You know he's brought so many countless memories. You know that I I you got to see him in person play. I me growing up on on the East Coast watching him play from New York on a TV. Uh, he brought a lot of people happiness no matter uh, where he where he was. Uh, you know, yeah. for the other for the other uh eight well, seven that were involved, I know his daughter passed away too in that accident. Uh have you met the uh or come into contact at all with the other the seven people and their families too or?
0: No, no. Oh, no. God bless their souls as well. Uh tragic. Tragic for the bellies and, and the other coach and the family that lost their lives. It, it was just a, a horrific moment. Um, lost a lot of wonderful people. Um, the young girl, Gigi, uh, who I plan on honoring with a sign. I'm going to be bringing a sign for Gigi on mm-hmm. Friday. Um, it's... Uh, Tragic. It's a tragic tragedy. Uh,
1: yeah, it is. It's really
0: heart wrenching. It's a you know. I mean, I could just keep on saying it over and over again and ad nauseum, but it is what it is, and uh, I can't, I can't find a way to shake it. Um, there are other moments that were spectacular with Kobe jumping on the stands uh, after Game Seven at home. Um, Jumping into into Shaq's arms um, when he hit that uh, alley-oop shot. Um, watching him jump all over uh, Robert Ory when Robert Ory hit that big bucket against Blotti, Uh I was there for all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, I just saw so much of an unbelievable career. The 81-point game, are you kidding? The 81-point <laughs> game is what made the fine guy at uh, the next home game was against Memphis. It was like weeks later um, against Memphis. It was like sometime in February, and I had I had made the Kobe sign right after right after he scored eighty one. I started doing the sign guy, and uh, that's about it. it it's going to be fifteen years on uh, on uh, sometime in in February. I don't remember when it was. I remember Paul Gasol had a great game, and uh, that's about it.
1: Mm, I got gotcha. you. know, you talk. Well,
0: what, by the way, that's when he played for Memphis. Yes, you know, he
1: wasn't a list. Yeah, I got gotcha you on that one, Gary. Uh, Gary, for this game coming up on Friday, they're going to be playing the Trailblazers at home. And many people on sports talk radio here in New York and probably in Los Angeles too, they probably wanted to see the games canceled on Sunday, and, uh, you know, I get why they played, you know, the first, because when the news broke, there was one game playing at around noon at that time. I think it was in Orlando, I want to say. But anyway, you're with the Lakers, you're there for every game. You see it. To me, it was the right thing to cancel the game, you know, on yesterday. You know, many fans going out there and paying – crazy amount of money for a ticket but it was the right thing to do friday now
0: well well first of all there weren't that many tickets available Uh, okay it's uh it's the biggest game of the season right now for the lakers because they've already lost two to the clippers Mm -hmm. so that being said they i'm sure going in already felt a sense of urgency to get this win and i'm sure that uh, the Clippers knowing Doc Rivers is wants to you know snuff out the Lakers uh, hopes this season or hurt them as much as he can by winning a third straight game against the Lakers this season. Um, so that was already a huge game. Uh, put on top of it that uh, LeBron just passed Kobe in the scoring thing on Sunday, okay in the all-time scoring list. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Tuesday, believe it or not, was scheduled to be Dr. Buss' tribute night.
1: That that, that right in- there is deflating the right there, just to hear that. Because I know, being a Laker fan, I know you being a Laker fan too, Dr. Buss was everything for the Lakers. He was.
0: He was. But the, the fact that all that came down to one day was just too overwhelming um, for the organization to process. So... Uh, Thankfully, the league made the decision. I wanted to go to the game. I was ready to go. Um, but postponing the game was 100%, no question, the right thing to do. I'm a little surprised that the Lakers haven't put out some kind of anything yet. I mean, not a statement, not a paragraph, not a word. That That, to me, is a little surprising. But I'm sure that they're planning something for Friday that's, you know, epic, um, knowing the Laker organization and the class of the organization, they're going to do something, you know, that will be memorable for for a long, long time. I'm sure. Um, what it is, I have no idea. It's locked down security over there. Nobody's answering phones and nobody's, you know, answering requests or texts. Um, so uh, I, I, I am hundred percent confident that the league made the right decision in postponing the game. Uh, those who had the tickets still have the tickets and I'm sure that they'll find a way once they uh, announce the the game time that those people 99 percentile uh, will find a way to get to that game unless they're from out of town and they just you know they missed their opportunity but um, this is uh, tragic times and and tragic times call for some harsh decisions and and I completely understand and agree with the league's uh, decision to postpone the game.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, I definitely feel that was the right move to do. Um, Gary, uh, I was watching uh, TNT last night, as I'm sure a lot of people were, and uh, seeing Jerry West and Shaq in tears amongst everybody else that was there. Obviously, when it comes to Kobe, Shaq and Jerry West are... In terms of you know his basketball career, Shaq, um Shaq and Jerry West are probably one and two or two and one, so on and so forth. Um, Gary, you've been to the games, you're out there. Can you just talk about from what you know, from what you've heard, the relationship Kobe had with each of those men? And you know, I still think one of the greatest robberies is seeing is not seeing Shaq and Kobe for Eight years for ten years they they won so so many, but it was so brief. Could you just touch on that?
0: Well, you hit on a lot of subjects there. I don't know which one to start with first <laughs> sorry um, Gary
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: uh, um well, I can tell you that uh uh Shaq and Kobe had a relationship that will be documented for the rest of our generation. Um, They'll be talking about it for many, many years. What could have been, what should have been, what wasn't, lost opportunities that they both will admit that were because of um, ego, youth, inexperience, uh, pressure of the limelight ego did i mention ego ego yes tremendous ego i know did i hope i mentioned ego because <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of testosterone flying around in the lake locker room back then yeah. um uh, kobe had a work ethic that was um, uh, different than Shaq's. i love Shaq. like he's such a wonderful human being i've known him for many many years and i've we're on a first name basis and I love him and he's a terrific, terrific guy. That said, uh, Kobe pushed him and pushed him and wanted more and, uh, and wanted him to be in better shape and, and, Co- and Shaq wanted to have a good time and, and still be dominant. And, uh, he didn't feel that, uh, Kobe should be telling him what to do, I guess. Um, just testosterone and ego. And, um, both being incredible alphas, alpha dogs um, on the same team. Uh, that's what cost us those those future years, those latter years. But remember, when Shaq left to go to Miami, he immediately lost a shitload of weight, got back in shape, took it really serious, focused again, and won a championship. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise. Because when Shaq was in shape, focused, and, and driven... Uh, he was the most dominant man in the NBA and you couldn't stop him he was uh like like Phil Jackson called him a man of a, mount- a mountain of a man not just a regular man he was gigantic and he would have his way with anybody even Sabonis no matter who it was you couldn't stop Shaq when he was driven and he was in shape and he was on top of his game he was the MVP and he was the man because you just had no answer for him in that kind of basketball back then. Totally different game now. Now you can't even handshake. Totally, <laughs> Totally, completely different game um, than it was. So, by the way, and all those people that try to compare greats, let me tell you something. You can't. Because the greats of their time were greats due to the rules and the way the game was played. And at that time, there were different greats. So um, Bill Russell was the great of his time. Uh, Magic Johnson was the great of his time. um, Michael Jordan was the great of his time. Kobe was the great of his time. Shaq was the great of his time. It was... um, So it's hard to... uh, I just wanted to say that out loud. And uh, The relationships with uh, Kobe and Shaq on a personal level, from what I saw, was genuine. They truly did... Forgive one another and they truly do respect one another, and most of all, and the saddest of all, is that they 100% truly loved one another.
1: That they did, that they did 100%. And you know, when you're watching the video yesterday of Shaq and how Shaq was in tears and you know you you look at it and he's just basically said. he it was the last time he saw him was when kobe was out on the floor and he scored 60 when he asked him to go out there and score 50 so that was just uh you know it just puts everything into perspective gary without a shadow of a doubt uh just to go and i just want to ask you one more question here uh the whole city of los angeles i know i'm walking around new york city in a Kobe Bryant, Showtime-era throwback jersey right now. What What is the scene right now like in, in Los Angeles?
2: His
0: jersey's everywhere. His jersey is everywhere to be seen. There are billboards all over the city. Um, there's memoriams in front of Staples Center. There was the gathering place outside of where uh, the fatality happened. Uh, there was a a big, maybe several thousand people showed up there with uh, flowers and condolence calls and all that kind of stuff. The city is reeling. Um, nation is hurt. It'll never be the same. Um, uh, but they say that heroes come and go and legends never die. If that be true, the legend of Kobe Bryant will live on as long as the world spins. So uh, he gave us a gift taken far too short, far too early. His beautiful daughter, Gigi, um, seven others that lost their lives. Uh, uh, A terrible moment in American history. Um, But we have uh, beautiful things to look back on, a plethora, a library of, of content uh, to the life and times of Kobe Bean Bryant. I mean, he—he, uh, he, I'm sure that there'll be movies and documentaries and plenty of other things coming down the future. Uh, there are still books that I believe are are not released yet from him. So, uh, Kobe's legend will continue, and uh, let's see what Vanessa does going forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to know. To watch uh, what happens going forward. Um, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a a tough time. But we will, Kobe would want, he would want everybody to move forward and grieve, feel your pain, move on. Mm -hmm. And and that's the way the world is set up, unfortunately, right? Um, But we will continue to, well, fortunately, I should say. Right. We will you to march forward, and he will be in our minds and our hearts for the rest of our lives.
1: Absolutely, Gary, well said right there, man. You know, Gary, before we let you go, man, how do the people follow you on social media, albeit these current set of circumstances right now with what had happened, and like you said, the show must go on, you know, but how do the people follow you on social media?
0: Well, not the time or the or, you know but to 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 ask for that but uh because you asked and i appreciate you for trying to help me with my social media uh your friends can uh find me on instagram uh at the real sign guy and on twitter at the real sign guy with the number one at the real sign guy one and i i usually dm and talk back with everybody i can because uh, this is like a nation and I love I love uh I love talking to the fans and over on the country. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Like you, Will, how you and I kind of found each other. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, just it Gary, it's been a real great time talking to you, talking Lakers and you know, one day I will I will make my way out to Los Angeles and I will meet you. And I really want I really want that to happen. So I know it's gonna be a real joy uh to say the very least but under these current set of circumstances right now you know i i feel very very sorry for the the whole bryant family for vanessa for joe the you know kobe's father and for the other seven people that were involved too with their you know it's just been an absolute uh crazy and speechless amount of speechless time you know that that we're in right now just crazy
0: I totally agree with you. It's the worst of. Uh, it's it's the worst. It's a terrible thing, um, and uh, I'm sure that the Lakers and the organization are going to do something really, really special and deserved for Kobe on Friday. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what they do. I'm not looking forward to being as emotional as I know I'm going to get when I'm there, but uh, I am definitely looking forward to sharing. Uh, stories like this with other people in the building
1: absolutely man Gary
0: oh by the, the way Will one last thing sure Amy from New York can you bring me a bag of bagels they don't know how to make a damn bagel in <laughs> California
1: so. don't worry I will I'll, I'll bring over a bag of bagels from here just tell me a place Well, I'll DM you just tell me a place where you want them from where, you, where you've been craving them from for the past uh, you know how many, how much time you've been out in Los Angeles for and I'll bring it out for you
0: uh, thank you very much. Just
2: bring me your favorite place. I'm sure it's the right place. Thank
0: you so much, and thank you for having me on your wonderful program.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you, man. Take care, guys. All Take right. Easy.
1: That was the one and only Gary uh, Gary Zellman just AKA the sign guy, the real sign guy. I know we have Islanders have their sign guy Pat Dowd. Fun I fact. Doubt. Fun fact. You know, Gary is a diehard Islander fan. Look at that. So you know. He was he was he was at Hostra for you know the Stanley Cup runs from eighty to eighty four and you know for him to be a Lakers sign guy out there that's pretty amazing but I wish we would have had him on for better better circumstances you know but
2: you know what well, and good. it showed, you know like he was he had rare not rare he had real emotion he did. Like, you could hear the tears, and, like, this is hard, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you got those idiot people that are like, oh, well, you know, he wasn't part of the family, he wasn't da-da-da. Listen, this is Kobe Bryant, man. Yeah. Like, this is a legend in the world. Forget sports, politics. This is a legend, and, again, they just hear the raw emotion, and, well, before we end the show, well, I just want to say one last thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, two, really, really fast. Go ahead. First thing is, well, we have to, the world, we have to do a better job of appreciating people while they're here.
1: Yes, I totally agree with we, that
2: 100%. We wait till people are gone or we wait till something happens to then show appreciation. Now, Kobe, thank God, retired. We were, And they, we were able to give him that love a la Dwayne Wade and... You know, the tour, and people were able to give him the, the love and the roses while he's still here. Right. But, um, you know, now people are saying, oh, Kobe's dead. You know, I have to reach out to my dad and my mom and my uncle and my... Ba- you should be doing that now. Yeah. It shouldn't take Kobe dying yep. to do that. And, well, the second thing is we have to take advantage of the life we have. Will, I live by many things. One thing I live by is, Will, do you know why I'm grateful for life every day, Will? Because as human beings, we don't understand every day we wake up is another day that we have to live, right? Mm -hmm. However, what we have to keep in mind every day we wake up equals another day closer to death. Mm -hmm. We have to keep that in mind because we never know. Kobe had planned Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. He's gone we have to live life so true in the moment so true cuz we do not know when god is going to come calling
1: so true man so true you know so it's just a a reality check you know in, in a sense man you know i'm i'm still speechless i just want to thank gary again for coming on to the show he's again a passionate laker fan and <sighs> 72 hours man i know we i mentioned it before as we Came on, came on the uh, the airwaves on the podcast here, but it's been
2: it's been crazy. And the ideas he had were solid. The All Star Game MVP, yes, so, everything well, was if, solid. Well, if they change the MVP to Kobe's name, that game is going to get competitive, and it already starting to become. The last couple of years, the second half has felt like an actual game. Yes. Now you got people vying for the Kobe Bryant All Star Game yes. MVP trophy. You better play how Kobe was going going to play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, go hard or go
1: home. That was his mentality, man. Right. All right. Uh, on that note, man. You know, for everybody here at Gotham, for Sp- Spencer, our wonderful producer, controlling the ones and twos behind the glass here at Gotham. Uh, you know, for uh, you know, Gary, Sean yeah. and and Gary.
2: Well, yeah. I'm in studio, but it it sucks that this is the day that. Had to come Because and, and, and guys Please don't feel like I'm only here Because of this Me and Will Planned Like I Made time And Will Made the schedule For me to come on this day And nobody thought This nobody was going to happen, happen Nobody thought This was going to happen Nobody like So nobody. so me coming on Was planned way Out of this So Yeah But Just uh, Actually my final note Just to Keep it like this yeah, uh, exactly.
1: You know For the nine people That were involved In that helicopter accident In Calabasas Uh, California, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, Alyssa Atabelli, John Atabelli, Kerry Atabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobayan. And another fun fact for you, Mm -hmm. John Atabelli, I don't know if you've been hearing the story about John. He's a coach. He he is. He was a baseball coach. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know whose career he saved? Whose career? He saved Jack McNeil's career.
2: Wow. Yeah. Jeff Neal is a California guy. Yep, and That's
1: he's right. and he's a very good baseball player at that, and also coached Aaron Judge too in that in that regard. But rest sure, in peace. Play for him this year. Rest in peace to those nine lives, and Kobe's going to be missed, man. But the future, you know, we didn't even talk about. We, we talked about him being a father to a degree, but it would have been nice to have seen Gianna and how and where the WNBA
2: would have gone she would have been a star yeah. she was already at 13 she was star. good she was good well let's not end this show will you are the resident laker fan of the show will i am hurting for you pal yeah because i know it's how tough. much kobe means to you how much you know being a fan of and another thing too that
1: i hate i know we're gonna get going here in a second I hate when people bring up the bronx Tale quote. And I'll probably talk about this on in, in another episode, you know, where Sonny goes up to see and he goes, hey, does Mickey Mantle pay your rent? Does he go out there and pay your mother and father's bills, you know, with the survival and everything like that? Listen, I get all that stuff. But as a, an adult looking back on my childhood, you cannot tell me or tell anybody else out there that was a Kobe Bryant fan, Okay that goes out there and says oh well he didn't give you anything that is complete and utter BS he gave me happiness that man gave me happiness every time I got to see him play out there on the court whether it be at Staples whether it be at the Great Western Forum whether it be at MSG or wherever he played at in the world and every time I got to see him play and even with his daughter teaching the game of basketball, to her, that's happiness, and there is no price tag for happiness. I'm tired of having to hear about that whole bronx tale quote. I love Chaz. I love Chaz Palmentary, the guy that played Sonny. I love him. You know, I would love to meet him and talk to him about that. You know, but I'm sorry if I'm getting emotional right now. No, it's don't. no, it's no means necessary at all to. I'm just tired of having to hear that
2: quote all the time Well, and this is how stupid people are People wanted to see Kobe If you couldn't go to the game Where did you watch him Will? You watched him on TV And I believe the last time you have to watch an NBA game That's a bill that has to be paid Will Kobe made sure Sorry People made sure to pay their goddamn bills Absolutely To watch Kobe Absolutely So I agree with you And Will Final yeah. thing I know we have to go Will, this is why I tell everybody, and that's what I told you, enjoy these things. Enjoy these teams. Will, the Titans gave me a great, great run. The, as long as I live, they may never get back to the AFC championship game, Will. Right. Will, I know the Islanders are near and dear to your heart. That's why I told you, Will, enjoy this Lakers thing. I know how you feel about LeBron, blah, 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 And the Yankees, too. And it, Will. Same thing. Will, you never know. Absolutely, man. So
1: On that note, Sean, well said. You, for everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, like I said, for Spencer, our wonderful producer, for Gary Zellman, a.k.a. the Lakers Sign Guy, thank you for coming on and sacrificing some of your time to come talk with us about the Lakers and Kobe and everything of you know that nature. I'm your host, Bill Chirucci, logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.